0: FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Mutiny and Fratricide. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Monday, December 18th in the year 2023. We're rapidly approaching Christmas. This is the last week before Christmas. It's time to get, I guess, your Christmas shopping done and all those good things for family. Biggest thing right now is, I mentioned it last night in the show and we'll keep mentioning this, this is really the time to be aware of those that are alone this year. There has been a lot of suffering over the last three years in particular, dividing of families over stupid things like COVID and politics, which has left us scarred heavily. We also have had a lot of loss in families over the time, losses of death, which have come directly from the shot. And this entire war that they waged against humanity, the continuing suffering of people dealing with jobs and homelessness, and an economy that's completely in the toilet as it continues to spin out of control, and people are literally quite desperate in this time of year. So if there's ever a time to walk as Christ walks, this would be the hour. And this would be a time to be make sure you're looking out for your neighbor, make sure that you're literally praying for people, taking time to stop, give them prayers, give them some hope. This is not an easy time, and we have people in our own community as well, in the Bards Nation and the Resistance Nation, and the, res- and the whole Black Church Caucus that Pastor Devin East represents that we're now pulling in together. There's people in need, and so right now it's time to listen, and it's time to pray, and it's time to be there. It's time to give some where you need to to help others and make sure that they're going to be okay and help them get through a very difficult period. This is truly, I think this is the, of a time in our lives that we've been in one of the most challenging as a nation because so many people are turned inward and in the process, we're not looking outward in the sense of community as much. So make sure we do, I guess would be my statement, and do all we can to help one another because it's together through the body of Christ that we raise up, that we become greater, greater in He and greater as a nation because it's really where the revival of the true sense of being an American is. We don't need to be worrying about shipping money overseas. They'll be just fine without American dollars this season. Americans need American dollars. Americans need American love. Americans need American prayers. And more than everything right now, that's the focus that my heart is, and I hope you share it with me because we don't need to be exporting that which is most valuable to us, which is the sense of truly being a patriot in the body of Christ. So. Patriots, we're going to get into some real interesting things tonight, some developments within the Department of Defense. Before we get going tonight, I just wanted to remind you that we are in a critical time. There is a lot of truth that people can't handle, and that's unfortunate because our government continues to hide it, and it continues to be run by just circus clowns that want to pretend that they are in charge and they're going to make us suffer. Unfortunately, with that is a looming threat of food shortages and destabilization within the economy. We're seeing that with the fighting age males running across the border more than families now. You need to be prepared, and that's the bottom line. And part of that is having a good food plan. That's why I continue to support and, and we I'm very proud to have my Patriot Supply as our one of our sponsors. They are the nation's number one supplier of emergency food. They do incredible products that can have a shelf life of twenty five years. Right now, you need to be heading over and checking out their four week emergency food kit. This is one of these critical need things that is there. And the four week emergency food kit, literally It is is on sale right now for $60 off. You'll just be able to go to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. That's our website. Check out what it is. You're going to get 2,000 calories per meal, three full meals a day, a variety of foods. You won't get bored, and they have a 25-year shelf life. And if you order by 3 p.m., you'll get free same-day shipping, which is fantastic. So, again, head on over to preparewithbards.com to check out their four-week emergency food kit. It's an essential, everyone should have one, every member of your family needs one. It's one of those things that you literally need to have around to span the gap in times of crisis. And it's a great foundation, or even improvement to a foundation of emergency food plan that you have for your home. I wanna begin tonight uh, with some, uh, just a perspective, and it goes to a piece that I referenced last week called Last Rights: The Death of American Liberty. Last Rights and the Death of American Liberty is a book by James Bovard and he is the author of Lost Rights. Essentially what he looks out as he maps out what's going on in America right now he is pointing out the fact that tyranny has come to main street and that our institutions now have ceased to become institutions which we know of the people by the people but rather have become institutions of a tyrannical form of government where the government now is trying to preserve itself, look out for itself and the expense of the people. Unfortunately, there are those that are the designers of that sort of activity who literally involve themselves in preserving their well-being at any cost. And then you have the active agents in that that have lost perspective of what it is to be an American and not be constantly on the attack of trying to take American rights away. As he writes in this first chapter, Americans today have the freedom to be fleeced, groped, wiretapped, injected, censored, injected, ticketed, disarmed, beaten, vilified, detained, and maybe shot by government agents. Politicians are hell-bent on protecting citizens against everything except Uncle Sam. Is America becoming a cage-keeper democracy where voters merely ratify the latest demolition of their rights and liberties? And my answer would be probably so. Unfortunately, the the concept of the American dream is an iconic model that has taken on the form of an idol of worship. And in doing so, people have lost perspective of what it is to be free. Actually, most people don't know what it's like to be free. I've told you this story before, and it's worth recounting here, is that in Afghanistan, in the years that I was there, in the middle of a war zone in a country that we consider to be third world, in a place where it was run to a large degree by warlords. I have never felt freedom the way I felt there. And I truly mean that. My job was very unique. I had no limitations on what I could do or where I could move. And that's exactly it. I could network with people, get to know people. I could do things, move things. I could get things done unlike anything you can do here in the States. And I know that sounds pretty amazing, and it was because there was a sense of no regulation to stop you. I've seen Afghans become wealthy as they should because there were no restrictions on them limiting how they could start a business and their businesses were good by the way we're not talking about horrible business practices we're talking about Afghans starting small businesses opening up little mini stores inside conexes that they modified to put outside of fire bases and bring products in from all, from Af- from Pakistan so the soldiers could have basic things that the army wasn't providing things like whether you agree or not but things like cigarettes or things like DVDs or or things like, Um, computer products and support stuff you couldn't get downrange unless you were able to get it shipped in and somehow get it from a main base. It could take weeks or even months. And these, these Afghans would set up these little shops. And if you asked for something, I guarantee you, they could get it. They would send a call out and get somebody to go to Pakistan to bring it in for you. They were good business people and they had no restrictions. The government wasn't telling them how big the space had to be, what the, what, The insulation level had to be what the wiring was. Everything was done to code correctly. When you saw it, they did good work, but they had an opportunity to be entrepreneurs and they were and they were successful. Our government is in the way of everybody. Because our government is a a cancer that is feeding on itself, knowing that the only reason it exists is because it welches our taxpayer dollars. It suppresses you. It keeps you in a corner. It sucks the hard-earned money that you earn, that you take into home, into their coffers so that they can create their pet projects and line their own pockets. These people are criminal. There's a criminal class, and there's not a single person in Washington, D.C. that is not part of that criminal class. How we discern those that are kind of good versus those that are completely a worthless pile of poo is not difficult anymore. And we're seeing that most of them file in that unfortunate pile of smelly manure that is, continues to get worse by the day. They are, most of them have been involved in illicit sex. Most of them are being blackmailed because of sex with minors. That's what happens when you go across over, over to other countries and you try to get away with things that you know are illegal here. Most of the senior leaders in our country have flown on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, and you have to ask yourself why. Why did you, Why did Epstein get to everybody? Because they all had the same desires. They go to the same social circles. They hang out at the same parties. They all know who the pedophile maneuvers are, the movers and shakers. They know themselves what they have done, and most of what they do anymore is controlled because they're told that if they will, if they will obey what they're told to do, they will get rewards, which they are, and they will be able to be protected from having the truth revealed to the world. It's that simple. It's not a complicated model of how they're run. What is what is unbelievable is how spineless and weak these leaders are. And these leaders don't just limit themselves to our government. They're in our corporate boardrooms. They're in our unions. They're in, they're in our teachers' unions. They're in our schoolrooms and classrooms. This is the this infection of the pedophile elite that has taken over this nation. Unfortunately, their plans are not working real well for them, fortunately for us. Part of that entire thing was that they figured out somewhere along the way that there were too many people. and Number one on the list was it was too good of a military. Our military was dominant in the world. And the only way you can really wipe out America, besides killing off its people by giving them an illegal shot, that carried all the poisons in it that would kill off the elderly first, poison the youth, and, de- and create disability across the mid-range of every age group. You had to get rid of the most powerful army in the world, the most powerful military in the world. And you do that by using a contract and oath that they took to protect and defend and forcing these soldiers to take a shot that was illegal by its very genesis and was corrupted in and is involved in killing off hundreds. I want you to hear this brief introduction to a podcast This is done with Mark Bashaw, who is a first lieutenant. Mark Bashaw, we had him on the show. He is a great man. I know him personally. He has fought the COVID vaccine. He won, but he won after they tried to send him out on a military discharge, court martial him because he stood up against the illegal shot. But I want you to hear this brief introduction.
1: This is this is COVID misinformation now, (laughs) you know. Oh, I got your nose,
2: you know. Like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to fucking um, buy their house back that they lost because they have to pay their kids' medical bills? Is, is that what you're going to do? Are you going to pay all their medical bills? Here you go. Here's all the $1,000 we should have paid for because you were honorably serving and we fucked you over.
3: And, and now we've got people that are dropping dead, and they don't want to... They don't want to even entertain the possibility of it being the experimental injection. That-
2: if you if, if you know what happened and you understand that your commanders, probably first sergeants and everybody else that said go get this vaccine, is in violation of Article 92, uh, now you're in violation of Article 77 because you're aiding and abetting a crime that has already occurred. Sergeant First Class Involuntarily Separated John Delarm. Today, we're going to be talking about the letter um, that the United States Army sent out to these soldiers that it involuntarily separated over this uh, COVID-19 mandate.
0: Military kicked out every soldier they could that rejected the mandate. And they did so because they knew very well that these soldiers were right. And had had they not done so, they would have had a mutiny in their ranks as they tried to kill off our military, which is exactly what they've tried to do. Kid yourself not. They knew what this injection was going to do. They have done the trials on it. All of these ex- all these side effects that they knew about, they didn't just happen in, in a lab in a few months of, of Operation Warp Speed. They started this incubation back in 2012. They originally briefed this idea of a COVID injection being used, of a type of injection, where they, a bioattack on a nation, where they would use a fake virus, meaning a very limited, low-latency low virus. They would be able to distribute and get people panicked and to where the real bioweapon would be delivered and injected in people as a, as a means to cure the attack of the virus, of the bioweapon, when in fact the real bioweapon was going in their arms. That theory, that approach to bioweapon warfare, bio-warfare, was briefed at Fort Detrick in 1999. Let's be clear. And it was briefed to Delta Force members. So it is about time that we understand that we are under a war against the people of the United States. And what we have now is a consequence of 120 plus thousand soldiers that refused the injection, God bless their souls, that have now had to suffer the consequence of a military turning criminal against them and persecuting them at every level. Commander Rob Green, who is on this show, is a Navy commander. And he is in uniform. Next month, he is releasing a letter to name names of people in the command that will literally be going and it will be literally naming them and who they are and what they have done in violation of the law. This man has a spine of steel and I wish we had more people like him. The problem is, and it is stunning to me how we we, our frontline operators, most so many of them, the special operators, the special forces, the Navy SEALs, the Delta, the AFSOC, Air Force Special Operations, these cutting edge point of the spear warriors, were threatened so heavily if they didn't take the shot that they were left with consequences that many of them had to end up taking it. Things like, if you don't take the shot, you'll have to repay every cent of your training, which for many of those who were consequented, was a consequence of over a million dollars in training. And so we've ended up with people not being able to even speak out in the Department of Defense. Those that have, those that have, those like Lieutenant Colonel Retired Pete Chambers, who have put his career on the line and commander Rob Green. Let me tell you, he is a real hero. And the thing is, he's of the least people you would expect. He comes from supply in the Navy. He's not a frontline soldier, yet he's operating like any first tier operator would. And he's standing up against command and he's waylaying them with everything he has, information and truth. And more and more soldiers now are starting to come out to tell us the truth about what's going on. And it's been horrible. Absolutely horrible. What the military has done to our own, and it is absolutely 100% criminal through and through. So you have to start understanding that the war that they've been waging against us is real, and it's designed to paralyze a nation so that we're defenseless against an invading army, against an insurgency, against the ideas of bringing in UN troops on the ground. They want to paralyze our military, our pilots suffering from myocarditis or suffering from brain, di- brain disorders or the a spike in a- HIV throughout the military. All of this was delivered because of that shot. Kid yourself not. And is a direct consequence of a military-gone rogue in its leadership deciding to turn its back on what the Constitution was and turn its eyes on the profits of the military-industrial complex and welch out its own benefits, whatever those were, so that they would be secured a career, secured an after-career after job, or some sort of payoff or otherwise. And some of it's even worse because they've just bought into the idea that we're supposed to be one world order and that the idea of the republic is no longer valid. We are dealing with a criminal class of elites right now that are running our country that every single one of them deserves to be put, charged for treason, and take the treason charge as it is. And the charge for treason when found guilty is death. And that is literally what it's going to take to reset this nation, is a hard-handed justice and it has to come by the people, for the people, through the people, to those that are supposed to be serving the people and protecting and defend, but they're not. For every border agent out there, and I've said this so many times and I'm going to speak it again, for every border agent out there right now that is following rules and not following the Constitution, you need to think twice about what you're doing because this pendulum is going to swing and it is swinging now. And I will assure you, for those of us that have put on the uniform, those of us that serve downrange and put our lives on the line for the Constitution, what you are doing right now as a border agent and following rules and not following the Constitution is treason. And you will be held accountable by the people. And that will look ugly because it will be a heartless sense in your view because there won't be given compensation for the fact that you hadn't, you were simply following rules trying to save your pension or your salary. Too many people in this country, good Americans, have lost jobs, have lost everything, have lost family members because they stood up for the love of country and they've never worn a uniform and they did more for this nation than most of our border agents do on a daily basis. And our border agents are causing the next level of crisis here because they are allowing these people to flow in. They are standing down when they should be standing up and they should be thumbing their finger at the federal government and saying, we do not do this, it does not say so in our our rules of the Constitution. But they don't have the spine to do it. There's very few that do. And unfortunately it's not getting any better and that's gonna put the burden and onus on us and the veteran class of the United States and we will stand and the people will stand and we will overcome. But it doesn't take away the issues of accountability we have other things that go on. You have a Navy whistleblower who exposed a spike in pilot heart-rated conditions post-vaccine, and he has now been placed under investigation. This purpose, this is an issue here where somebody has literally gone out and spoken the truth, and it shows a dramatic increase in hypertensive disease, which is an increase in 36%, ischematic heat disease, pulmonary heart disease, increase in 62%, heart failure, 973% increase. These are the sorts of things that have been coming out. And this this was done by Lieutenant Ted Macy. Lieutenant Ted Macy now is being pursued by the Department of Defense for criminal charges for speaking the truth and letting out the information on DMED, which is the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database that they have hidden from the public. The minute that Tom Renz, attorney Tom Renz exposed it, the military took it away and even went so far as to edit a database that was not supposed to ever be edited because it was supposed to be a public document to see exactly what was going on. And this Lieutenant, Lieutenant Ted Macy, now is under he's under perse- persecution by the Department of Defense because he's speaking truth. This is what they are doing to our soldiers over and over and over. So then we end up with the issue of, of the recruitment crisis, which is a comp- another addition to this, which, in my opinion, was all by design. Because what they're trying to do is create a crisis in our military so they can't meet recruitment, so then they can offer the new places to the illegal aliens that have come in that don't know a thing about the Constitution, many can't even speak English, and they're going to fast-track them into citizenship if they'll simply sign up and agree to serve the United States. This same technique was used in the Civil War. When the Northerners brought in Irish immigrants, they came off the boat, literally, they handed a gun to the man, they said, you'll get citizenship, and they took the women, and they sent them off into the hovels of New York. Many of those men never returned home. These families that came over with hope were separated at, literally at the entry point, only to discover that the sacrifice that they had to make for this country was the death of their father. This criminal class has been working in this country with the same techniques and methods for years. And it's time that we put our foot down and say enough is enough. Now, there are. this is an article that came up today in, In, uh, actually, actually not today, it came up in September of 2023. I'm, I apologize. This came up in Zero Hedge. By the middle of 2022, this is the beginning of the article, it, it was already became apparent that the U.S. military was having problems meeting recruitment goals. In August last year, the AP reported that the Army would have to cut force size, and an Army spokesman admitted the Army was facing unprecedented challenges in bringing in recruits. This came even with the new larger enlistment bonuses. The problem, however, wasn't as acute as the Air Force, Navy, and or Marine Corps. These goals are being trashed. They can't meet them, and so they're in a certain crisis right now. One of the issues that they listed, which is no one, is the decline in mental and physical fitness is real. Now, this is a problem that has been happening across the nation, which is obviously dri- driven towards this destruction of our public school system, allowing kids to do get through school without any physical fitness because it might what? What it might stress somebody out or cause somebody to be unequally viewed by another, the promotion of fat people is normal in this country is beautiful, which is absolutely wrong. It's unhealthy. Let's be clear. That ties to diet, which is an absolute abomination in this nation of people having to eat the school food because they, they don't have any other food to eat when they go to school or just the garbage that they're eating in the processed food sector that is causing an obesity explosion beyond measure. You have kids, literally, they can't compete with one another because everyone has to get a trophy mentality, otherwise someone might be seen as better. This entire mentality that is permeated from kindergarten all the way up to high school is destroying a basis in our nation. There is no more excitement in the, in the main body of our country of, the, of being able to be fit and be in great shape going into, into your adult life. Furthermore, they mainstream marijuana. And for all of you conservatives out there that think this is a great idea, I have said for years, it's the dumbest thing you ever bought into. And the conservatives in this country did buy into it because they went to the medical marijuana idea. And when George Soros dumped his money into the making marijuana free again, no one had the smart, smartest to realize that you were getting played. So medical marijuana became free marijuana. It became legalized marijuana across all, all spectrums. And then you get the extreme states like Oregon, California, other places now that have legalized everything. Our youth are so corrupted with drugs now, thanks to these stupid policies that we've allowed to put and be put in place, is that they can't even get drug-free testing when they go in and recruit. So not only you have a decline in cognitive capacities because they're being taught things like common core, critical race theory, and gender theory, that apparently it's more important to worry about cutting off your weenie than learning about the geography of the world and math and science and engineering, then you have the other complication issues of low fitness, poor diet, obesity, and drug pollution in their their bodies from the things like marijuana and other drugs that have now become so accessible to them that they can't even get a clean drug test going in. That creates a crisis in itself. Then we add the big one. And what is that? It is the unquestioning compliance with vaccine mandates. The military's drive to drive vaccine mandates, these kids are not dumb. And they they are watching ahead of them and they are saying, I don't want any of that. And they shouldn't. In fact, you'll hear me say the same thing, that you absolutely should not be promoting somebody to go in the military right now. And as much as that may be a, a crushing to a life dream, I'm telling you it is not the right time to serve. The command structure in our nation is, a, is an abomination. They are weak in command. They are not looking out for their soldiers. Our first sergeants, our sergeant majors in particular that are supposed to be the soldier's soldiers to look after them are more concerned about people complying with a gay pride parade than getting the job done and training good warfight war fit soldiers to defend this nation. We've seen a complete destruction of leadership class across the spectrum because it's more important for them to get promoted than it is to do their job right. And their job right is build great warfighters. End of story. Build great warfighters. But that doesn't happen anymore. Because if Johnny goes in and he gets a little stressed, he calls mommy, mommy calls congressman, congressman calls the battalion. The battalion gets railed on by a congressman that says, you caused Johnny to get stressed. And so Johnny gets off and the sergeant major or drill sergeant that does his job gets reprimanded. That's the new world. When Johnny gets gets a little stressed, he gets a pink card now. He can sit down and take a breath because apparently war is supposed to be peaceful and kind. We are training, excuse me when I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna be raw about this. We are training We are training literally battalions of pussies to go fight the world and defend our nation. And it is time that we put an absolute stop to this and start resetting this. And the only way it's gonna happen, ultimately, it's not gonna fix itself through the system. This is where I keep saying it's time for a breakaway government and a breakaway military. And by the way, saying that, just so I say it, so we're clear, I know very well I just violated the law saying it because to say so is to challenge the orthodoxy and the power of this United States as though it is predominant and pure and true, and it's not. This is not a country. It is run by a a class of government that is subordinate by the will of the people. This is a country that is being run by a criminal class that sees itself above the people, which is exactly opposite of what our Constitution says, exactly opposite of what our Declaration of Independence says. And our Declaration of Independence is explicit about this. When you get to such a time as this, it is the right and the duty of the people to throw off such form of government. We are there. And it shows itself most clearly in what it's doing to our military, and they're doing it openly, and they're doing it destructively, over and over and over. Now as harsh as this may sound, there's we actually have good news on this. And as difficult as it may be to hear, this good news is coming from an awakened class of Gen Xers, or Gen Zers, excuse me, that are literally realizing for the first time that they are getting played. And because they're getting played, they're starting to understand that if they don't do something, they're gonna get thrown to the slaughterhouse. Okay. So
4: five years of rent-free living, free food, and no responsibilities versus being immediately obliterated by an AK-47 the moment I set foot on that battlefield. Hmm. And that's if they can catch me because you think, this draft occurs, I'm headed for the hills, baby. I know a place. It has everything I could possibly need except for electricity. And cell service, which is going to be perfect because you won't be able to find me. Do I look like somebody who the authorities are going to be chasing after, hunting down because they need me? They need me to grab an assault weapon and go try to, like, save people's lives? Are you kidding me? Talk about a liability. Go find those people who are so, like, pro-Second Amendment and wear, like, freaking American flag thongs and all that shit. Like, go find them. They, they, they have a concealed carry anyway. They know what they're doing. They've, they've done the classes. Go find them. You don't want me fighting for this country I promise
0: you that. And And see, here's the thing. You can get your back up on something like this, but I'm actually giving this kid a lot of credit because he's starting to see the ridiculousness of these wars that the neocons and the military industrial complex wants to force us into. And this is the new crisis that the military is facing. Here's a great piece here. It's about three minutes, 39 seconds. I enjoy it most importantly because Hillary gets slammed. By by somebody who understands this, and it is a Gen Zer that understands the stupidity of her class of people that have waged, caused these wars to be waged, and use of American lives and the innocents. Um, struck By the hypocrisy sorry, of this. two more people I, to I hear from. I'm sorry, you, you have a the, chance. The, well, the, I'm not sorry. The, 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 you sit I, down.
3: I, and I know we're you're not sorry. People, That's the point. The hypocrisy let other of this talk. speech. I'm the hypocrisy turn of the fact that what what do you have? Can you please? Can you please make a statement about President Joe Biden's speech? This Who is a clearly is... warmongering speech. President Joe Biden is calling for $100 billion of funding for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. And we're supposed to just bundle these together and pretend like we're going to rush to World War III and we're all just going to let Hillary Rodham Clinton yeah, sorry, sit here. To to okay. No, so I'm yes. sorry. You know, yes. this is not the way no, to have, no, a, no, conversation. No, my, my have my a conversation. If t- you want to have a conversation, you're welcome to come talk to me afterwards. You can sit here. Okay. Right. You're yeah, gonna. You're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna wait for me, right? Please. I, will, I, will I don't. I do you not believe you. And I will you. listen to you. and I, do, I will respond to you. I do not you. believe you. But, Respectfully, I do not believe you. Well, and the fact just, of the matter is that the just, American people's voice are what need to be heard. Yeah, because, they are being because heard. Because our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are that's you. that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. Now we're going to turn to people who I'm on the not going to stop. I'm not going to stop working on behalf of you. I'm going to exercise my free speech. But until, it's not, until it's I'm not free speech when you this, are disrupting yes, everybody it is. else's opportunity it is free to speech. speech. This is free speech, everyone. This is free speech. That is not free speech. This is people to, cr- constructing narratives that are openly hypocritical. I'm sorry. You, the, the incredible hypocrisy. You know, you know maybe you John, could John actually, Rizalus, Went with Eleanor Roosevelt to bring this declaration of the rights of man. John Foster Dulles was involved with the CIA. Oh, yeah. Well, you're brilliant in your oh, historical yes, thank uh, thank cherry you. picking. And the, Pinochet, the Pinochet regime. Please, uh, could you please inform me about the United States? Okay, we-
0: so you can see this is just one of these great moments where you actually have a here that's just lost his mind, which I enjoy very much. And the point is that they're putting the, the squeeze on these people. Now, and we're going to end up in a very difficult situation coming up because you're, we're not going to feel comfortable by some of these narratives. These kids have grown up in a time when they are not designed to love America. And unfortunately, it's hard to love America right now when your government that's supposed to be representing America is a treasonous criminal class. The opportunity always exists, and I will say this over and over, to teach these kids what the true love of America is, what the Constitution, what the Declaration of Independence, what the Bill of Rights really represent, and how that ties in with the love in in Christ. That's our weapon to tie them in and bring them into the whole body of this fight. But the truth he speaks is right on point. Pinochet. Pinochet was put in power by assassination by the CIA. Let's be clear. We over and over and over... We see the American government having exploited its power across the world to topple governments, to install governments that were all in favor of supporting what? A dead economy and a paper dollar. This has been the war they have waged on the world. And now we sit back, and if you're uncomfortable in any way with these speeches, don't be. This is the product, finally, of a generation that's had it. They don't want to go die for endless wars. And unfortunately, they probably don't have a real good sense of what even a good war would be like. And I don't advocate war, but there has to be a sense of defending this nation but we have seen such a collapse of the true sense of what it is to be an American. We're going to end up with a very difficult time of hearing truth be spoken and we aren't all going to like it, but the truth that is spoken has to be spoken because otherwise we're going to get stuck. Now we're in a different point now here as well, which is really, it's going to be extremely difficult for the military. And we're starting to see the rise of TikTok being used by soldiers to talk about not joining the military. So we are in a place where even the soldiers themselves are telling people, "Don't to, don't sign up," and people laying out the cons of being of the army, the low pay for being a private for being a private E one, or people laying out this is the reason you shouldn't sign up in the military. What they're dealing with, you're going to talk about the issues of what it may be to be in a military with weak command. The thing is, that the military has been trying to get ahead of this curve for some time. I'll tell you this firsthand, because they knew that the Gen Zers were going to be a different class coming in. They have modified training. They've tried to increase the way leadership works to try to include a more inclusive way of doing leadership. And all that works when you have a military that is, has commanders that are strong, that ultimately put the well-being of the soldiers first and seek to have a military that's strong within the values of the United States. It falls apart when the military becomes a treasonous agent that delivers a bioweapon to its own soldiers to kill them. And then they went around and scratched their heads and wonder what they're going to do. And they constantly are trying to find a solution for this and blame others. Take a listen to some of this now. These are quotes. This is from the Daily Mail. And it was from a spokesman of the Department of Defense. Quote, Department of Defense comp- uh, components are required to review and approve non-official mobile applications for use on government-issued devices. The DOD never authorized the use of TikTok and several organizations have already banned its download onto the, its mobile devices. Users are required to sign a user agreement when the device is issued. The agreement informs them of the proper device use requirement and their responsibilities for appropriate use and download of a unmanaged applications. Additionally, all DOD personnel are required to take the annual Cyber Awareness Challenge, I've taken this ridiculous, which has which has module-specific and mobile devices, special social media, and geolocation capabilities. The official added, Department of Defense mobile application policy requires DOD components to review and prohibit the use of applications that pose a a potential risk. DOD is, is currently updating its mobile application security policy to establish a process for prohibiting the installation of any application that DOD believes to be inappropriate to be downloaded to a government device as well. In other words, TikTok is on the, on the docket to be removed. Why? Because through TikTok, these kids, I don't care if it's Chinese owned or not, they are speaking more truth to power and it's a, it's a platform that the US government has been unsuccessful in censoring like it does everything else Because the Department of Defense and the CIA and the NSA don't have their fingers embedded into TikTok. And so they are trying everything they can to prevent TikTok from being used, blaming it on the Chinese, when in fact you really have to begin to ask, what's really going on here? What we do know from from these applications is truth is being spoken and it's revealing the truth from within that otherwise we would not have. Our military has waged war on its own soldiers. I need you to let that set in for a minute. We have, been the, we have the most powerful military in the world. We have the capabilities to cripple nations. We can do so in a nighttime. We have the ability to wage a war of unprecedented level. We can leave in whole societies without power, without water, without any resources, and we can do it within days. We can control the narrative. We have the ability to shut down communications. We have the ability to cyber attack main systems to shut down infrastructure beyond anything you can imagine. And all of this, all of those assets with the NDAA and the extension of the Patriot Act are being used against the American public. Let that sink in. And worse yet, of all the weapons that we can develop from the bowels of the worst of the Department of Defense, that that comes from the bioweapon industry, they developed a shot that they knew would kill off people. They knew this. They knew this back in 2012 when they started to move forward with this plan. And they mobilized it, mandated it, and made the majority of our soldiers be injected by it. Not once, but even with the boosters. They are killing their own. Now, what's that tell you about the sickness that's within our command and our military? These people get a one way ticket to the lake of fire, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure God has greater mercy than me, so thank goodness for them. But this is unprecedented. And so what this all tells us is in this sense of a fight, the worst of this fight is yet to come, because we have to deal with the consequences of treason within our own nation and what that's left us with as the consequences of suffering and pain that these people have endured. Our soldiers signed a contract to serve our nation, to give their lives for something greater than themselves. And in spite of the benefits that they receive and the pay that they receive and all of these things... The one thing that every soldier knows when, it signs, when they sign the paper is that there is, comes a point that you may have to choose your life to save another or to protect a nation. We can argue the morality of wars all day long, and most of the wars, I will tell you, were not necessary, but that wasn't in the soldier's heart. There was in the heart of them to serve a nation to protect and defend. And that same dedication, that loyalty, that giving of self of greater than yourself, to give yourself to something, to love thy neighbors, to love thy brothers so much that you will give your life, a scriptural principle, was turned on its head and used as a weaponized system because they had signed a contract with the government that took away all their rights to leave and to choose, and the government waged a war upon them without giving them a choice, even to be informed, to maim them and to kill them. There is no evil greater than that. And it sits within the walls of our nation. It sits within the ranks of our military. It sits within the command structures of the upper tier and the lower tiers. It's of a weakened heart. It's a people that have lost their frickin' mind. And it's a people that have lost their way on a moral base of where we need to be as a nation. This is the problem that we now have to inherit and we have to prepare ourselves as a nation, as a whole, to protect and defend that which is most important to us. Most sacred is our belief in God. It is most sacred our founding documents. And most sacred is our family and our fellow American. And our military, while it's not completely out of the game, it has been weakened. Don't kid yourself. And are those of the other parts of the government that are supposed to be doing their job, like protecting the border? They've just flat out failed. So... It's going to take America to defend America. We're back to 1774. We're approaching 1775. And that means we're approaching a critical point where the explosion is going to happen. We have to be prepared for this mentally, spiritually, and physically, because our government is doing all it can to weaken every aspect, every safety check for this nation to maintain itself as a nation. Because they are rolling in this vision of a one-world order. They themselves are bought, paid, and sold. They're gone. There's not a politician up there that I would keep at this point in time. And most corporations, that are, that are especially Wall Street, they don't care about you. They care about raking you out of every dollar they can to make a better profit, to have a better lifestyle, to ensure their future over yours. This is a, a me-consumption society at its highest levels. And it's looking at a a very specialized elite that see themselves over all of us. And none of that was ever part of the design of our nation, nor is it part of a design that God would want to rule over. He will want it cleaned. So patriots, in these critical hours, first and foremost, as I say, this war is a war of the spirit. It's a war we have to wage within prayer, and we have to wage it ruthlessly and viciously. You have to be focused every day on prayer warfare at some level, to break strongholds and tear down fortresses. Because the reality is, is where we sit as a nation is a reflection of the war we've lost in the spirit or haven't done a good job managing. Nothing is ultimately lost. But in the end of the day, where we are right now is that we are behind the curve of where we should be. While we say, yes, Christ has given us victory on the cross, we have to bring that victory into the world. And we do so by waging war in the spiritual, We go after the strongholds. We attack the fortresses. We cut the strings that bind. We do that through prayer. And in so doing, you will watch an enemy weaken on the ground, as it must. But I also believe that much of what you're seeing in this awakening of a Gen Z class is by prayer. Even though they may not know God or even be walking with God, prayers are freeing them up to give them the ability to speak truth into the world, which is much needed. And so this period in time in which we're going through will not be easy. It will be hard, deep reflections on what this country is and what it needs to be. We are left with a burden of things that is unprecedented. Homelessness, drug addictions, abortions, broken families, the the out-of-control issue of a birth control that goes into surgical modification. We go into the whole issue of transgenderism and the destruction of the ability to reproduce, the consequences of a a shot that has left so many people even sterilized to have kids. And then just the physical complications and the deaths that that has ensued itself. Then we have the economy and the weakened military and the list goes on. There's only one way through that and it's God. And I put all my faith and trust in him, knowing that we will get through this. But we have to start putting our prayers where prayers work, targeting strongholds, breaking fortresses, supporting our military with that type of of prayer, to set them free and to give them strength, to heal them, and to return them to battle. Because the battle now is not a battle over a a foreign land. The battle is here on the United States. It begins of a war in the spirit but ultimately it's gonna fall on the dependency of many who know how to fight to defend our communities, sadly. And while I don't want that to happen, none of us do, we know that that is the trend that we're heading towards and we have to at least prepare. We have to prepare our hearts, we have to prepare our minds, and we have to prepare ourselves in the spirit, be ruthless warriors in the spirit. The more we fight there, the less we have to fight in the flesh. That's just the reality of who we are. And we know that God will lead this, But we're seeing what evil will do, and evil has no bounds. This evil knows no bounds. It will go after everybody, and it will take advantage of every angle it can, leveraging every contract possible to wage a war to destroy humanity. And we have to be that seminal line that says no more. And so we stand. We stand with God. We stand fearlessly, and we say no. And we pick up our stone, and we get ready to throw it into the head of Goliath and watch the giant fall. And then we cut off his head. All right, patriots, let's pray. Father God, we come here tonight blessed and humbled and put ourselves before the throne in an hour like this, which is a critical hour to reflect truly on the state of our enemy and the state of our nation. Father, we have dealt with an unprecedented level of attack against every aspect and sector of our our culture and our world. This is a global fight that has been waging an unprecedented war against America, a land that was truly anointed, a land that was built on the foundations of Christian values, a land that was blessed in this whole concept of we the people with rights given to us by you, Father, our Creator. This evil hand is doing all it can to steal that from us, to ensure that it will never again be possible for a future generation to appreciate that gift of freedom and free will. So Father, I place myself here tonight with anybody that will join in this prayer in a true statement of send me and to send me truly into the battle as I shall, to wage the war first and foremost in the spirit, to tear down those fortresses and break those strongholds, to sever the ties that bind and to free those that need to be freed, to deliver them to a moment so they can see this fight ahead of them and step into the battle of the spirit to wage a mighty war against this evil that lurks in our nation. Father, we pray equally for accountability, accountability of the highest order, that the crimes issued against these people, that they cannot escape. These criminals must be held accountable, however the courts of heaven see fit, but they nonetheless must be held accountable. And if that accountability is true repentance before the throne, we'll accept that, Father. But it must be mighty, it must be profound, and it must shake the roots of this nation in such a way that even evil itself begins to tremble. And we know where that comes from. That's the heart of Jesus. So, Father, we just ask in this hour, as we walk in this world, we receive the anointed powers to literally walk with this joy, this glory, this love, this true power of a warrior Christ. Let our hearts fill with this. Let it, the world see it glow within us and shine out of us. Let them understand that we are the children of the Most High, that we have been awakened, that while the earth has trembled and waited for this moment, that moment is now. And so we step into this fight, hands raised, humbled ourselves before the throne, repenting each step that we must, and yet standing mightily against the evil, fearless, praying as we pray, declaring our authorities that Christ gave us, to have dominion over evil, to step on snakes and scorpions, to do all that he did and greater works than he, Father. For he has given us that gift if we will simply submit ourselves to him. And in the end, Father, it is but God for it is all that is left and all that must be. So, Father, we ask for this moment in time that that be the anointing of our hearts, of all that listen and all that will receive, to be able to stand against this enemy in a mighty hour and make that enemy quake. We are reminded by Gideon that it does not take thousands, it takes a committed few. And so whoever those committed few are in their heart, let them raise up, Father. Let them feel the power of your blessings within And let those mighty pieces of those mighty moments happen and the knowledge needed dropped in by the Holy Spirit himself. And let us now wage a war unprecedented in human history to destroy this evil, to cast it out and to send it straight to the lake of fire as we reclaim this land in your name, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. We have a war ahead of us and it's not coming tomorrow, it's here now. And it begins always in the same place. It begins on our knees. It begins on our knees in prayer and humbling before the throne. It begins on our knees in repentance to say, truly, Father, let show me where I have failed. But then you don't stay there. You get back up. You stand against this enemy and you fight. And you fight viciously because you know something. We have a father of unlimited love, of mercy and grace. But he's also a God of war. And he's a father of wrath for those who seek to destroy his children. Let him work his hand through us, for his is justice to deliver and ours is to stand. Do not quake, quake, do not quiver, do not have doubt or fear in your heart. Stand against this enemy, pray against this enemy, and destroy this enemy at its root. And let the justice be done. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We
1: shall pay any price